I was recording with uh, the UK folks earlier today. Oh, and they they wanted to say hello and that they they wish their they they pass along their best regards as they say. So tell them I said thanks. I will. See you guys, I did it. What the f is going on down there? Sometimes it crosses my mind where I'm like, I heard you can get metal straws. Oh yeah, I've seen those. I kind of want to get a metal straw, so I have like a personal straw. I got metal uh, chopsticks. Yes, I had those back in BC, and I want to get some here too. I want to have like a set of metal chopsticks and a metal straw, and like a, a, a sweet carrying case. So like when I go to McDonald's, <laughs> like open up this little attache, and I'm like, I'm like I don't need a straw. Thanks. You start eating chicken McNuggets with stainless steel chopsticks. <laughs> That's right. I don't get any stupid uh, chicken McNugget grease on my fingers. I stay clean. <laughs> I haven't had a chicken McNugget in literally years. I don't remember. Wh- I have better memories of what they're like than what they're actually like. Because I distinctly remember every time I ever did have them after a certain point, I always remembered them being crispier on the outside than they actually are. Uh-huh. And then when I actually have them, I'm like, oh... Well, they recently brought back the buttermilk chicken strips or whatever they're called. Oh, I think those, those are better. Yeah. Wait, I don't think we have those here. We, uh, well, we got a we got a seasonal thing going on right now, but I don't remember having McDonald's chicken strips in, ever, or at least not for th- a long time. I think they're significantly better, but they're not as good as they were. When they had yeah. them originally, like they had them for a long time, then they discontinued them. Then they brought them back, and they're they're better than chicken nuggets, but they're not as good as they were originally. Well, I mean, yeah, better than McDonald's chicken nuggets, in my opinion, is still like one of the lowest bars you could set. It's like yeah. this cake is better than a Twinkie. Like, all right, cool. So it's palatable. Thumbs up. Buttermilk chicken tenders. Welcome to Buttermilk WTF at uh, TF Buttermilk, uh, your chicken and Transformers podcast. Seth, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm going to yeah. send you this review of the McDonald's review. Buttermilk Crispy Tenders. Okay, that's not breading, a video review. That breading looks really good, but they always, that's like with the chicken, t- the chicken nuggets. They're like, no, look, the breading's actually going to be crispy. And then I get them and it's like wobbly paper thin breading. Mm, no, it's, it's thicker than you might be thinking. Then my next question is, is this better than Popeye's? Um, that's probably closer to real chicken. Okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, I would say the buttermilk crispy tenders are between the chicken nugget pink slime and actual piece of chicken in texture. We're just just crawling up the drain pipe here. (laughs) Now, I don't know if these are made out of actual pieces of, like, cheap-ass chicken or if they're also pink slime, but they at least seem to have a better texture than chicken nuggets. Yeah. This is like quantifying like really low decimal numbers here on yeah. fakey fake fast food chicken. Uh, 
it's a, it's, it's a good old uh, American pastime, as is the Transformers Hall of Fame, where the final vote is now open. This took final me by surprise. Vote. Yeah, I you feel didn't like know the other votes were happening. I knew the other votes were happening, but I thought it was going to be a longer process for some reason. Oh. And I feel like we just had this vote like a month ago, but that vote was the vote that resulted in that Optimus Primal toy. So it couldn't have been that short a time. Um, but we got two things to vote for here. Number one, the usual favorite Transformers character, fictional robot character in parentheses. And that has come down to Beast Wars, Black Arachnia, Unicron, and Omega Supreme. Can we agree this is actually just down to Black Arachnia and Unicron? Because Probably, I, yeah. I don't think Omega Supreme wins. And I, I said this uh, a couple weeks ago about that big third party one I got. If you're going to tell me that you want to vote for Omega Supreme, I'd love to know why outside of the one episode where he talked about the Constructicons. Because that's the only episode he really has. It's named after him. Uh, well, if you look at all media, he's been in other stuff too and done very little like animated omega supreme is the only one i think that really has a ton behind him like even in idw omega supreme has been in a coma for like five years uh he hasn't like he got he was in a coma and they're like we just can't revive him and then the story just kind of moved on it's a little dark maybe he'll come up during the the unicron event and also if we're, if, if this is down to the character like between black arachnia and unicron one of them was in a very well-written show. The other one hasn't really been. Uh, like, Prime, maybe. Um, I don't think comic book Unicron from the old comics was actually much of a character. He was just this, like, spooky force. And we'll see what Unicron is like in the current comics. That first issue drops tomorrow. But if this is down to characters, I kind of think Black Arachnia takes it. But I think Unicron's going to win the vote because he's Unicron. Yeah, I think Black Arachne is more of a character, though. Like, uh, a lot 100%. of times, Unicron's just like the big evil. Yeah, doesn't really have much to say. <laughs> just kind of shows up and wrecks stuff. Yeah, I mean, Unicron is has more cultural impact because he's from you know that movie. And everyone remembers him for that. So I, I think he, Unicron's going to win this, but I think that I think most would agree if this was actually down to like character value. Uh, Black Arachnia's got way more going on. Um, but there's another there's another thing to vote on here, and I think this is new. It's 2018 Transformers Hasbro Toy of the Year, and this is a really good set of things to vote between. You got Studio Series Blackout really really solid toy that kind of defines the studio series line in many ways uh power of the primes optimus prime the sleeper hit of super late last year uh probably one of the best figures in the power of the primes toy line who executes a gimmick uh almost perfectly uh and then you got power of the primes road trap and battle slash aka battle trap the out of nowhere um duocon combiner that like just took the fandom by storm these are three extremely good toys that a ton of people were talking about for a good long time still now to this day uh with black like blackout starting to make the rounds there's a nemesis version of that optimus prime coming out uh people some some people are still trying to get a hold of battle trap i couldn't tell you which of these three wins if i had to vote for one i think it would be battle trap because battle trap was the one that came out of literally nowhere but i would not 
fault anyone for voting for any of these. They're all friggin' good. Like, Seth, what would you vote for on this toy list? Oh, I'm a terrible person to ask because I didn't get any of these. Yeah, um, and <laughs> that, that part two where some people are still trying to find any of these three figures. Yeah, now I haven't seen Blackout in the store. This is, uh, I have seen Optimus Prime a couple times and man, that one looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost buy it every time I see it. And I don't, th- I don't think I've seen Road Trap and Battle Slash either. Yeah, they're still pretty tricky to come across in person. Um, and I think that's maybe like a, there was a, a a moment when I read this list where I was like, "Hey, hang on, how are we voting on the toy <laughs> of the year when we're barely halfway through the year?" But then I was like, "There are people who have been trying to find these three figures since the beginning of the year who still haven't." So hey, you know. <laughs> Um, I really couldn't tell you which one to vote for. I think it's just like I have my reasons for Battle Trap, but uh, I don't think that I don't think you could pick one of these in a way that reduces the other two. Like they're all just so solid for for various different reasons. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing who wins this vote. Uh, I, I like if I was going to predict something, I think Battle Trap might because that toy has the most hype behind it. But I don't know if I'm underestimating Blackout. Uh, that Optimus Prime, I think, ends up not winning just due to the Optimus Prime fatigue a lot of folks have that have affected people picking up the red and blue version of that figure, uh, yeah. at least anecdotally. Um, but uh, I'm really happy to see that. Like, I, that's a usually toy of the year. If you told me they were doing that, I would expect it to be bunk, bunk, and maybe good as far as choices. But this is good choices. Uh and granted, this is from fan voting to nominate stuff, so that's probably why it's good choices. Um, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this, the, the results of this. This is going to be running on uh, Facebook and Instagram until, uh, oh, good lord, this coming Sunday, July 15th. You have until TFCon to, to make your vote. Okay, we'll find out soon, hopefully, who wins. Uh, we yeah. might already know by the time this episode is on. Exactly. I hope this episode's up before TFCon. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, I'm not going. Oh, we'll be thinking of you. No, you won't. We'll be sitting there playing Magic the Gathering. Nobody cares about me anymore. And we're going to be like, if only Seth were here to complain that we weren't playing Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) I wouldn't complain that we weren't playing Dungeons & Dragons. I'd just be making fun of you for playing Magic. (laughs) While you're just chilling out, rolling your uh, your your d10s and d20s, yeah. Uh, do you use a d8? Uh, I do a lot because my character uses a long sword that does one d8 damage. Solid. All right. I wasn't sure if there was going to be an answer for that one. And I have two attacks. Whoa! So I often roll twice. I just got a white uh, knight creature in the new magic set who gives double strike, which is just like having two attacks, to all knights on the board. Cool. It's good times. Knight Vigilant. In uh, uh, our last session, I rolled my two attacks together, as I do, and they both came up 20. Double critical oh, hit. Is that what you were showing on Twitter? Yeah. That's just... Every time I, every time that kind of thing happens, I always sit there kind of going like, I know this isn't how it works, but man, I wonder what would have happened if that somehow got funneled into like just like some other random thing, like how that would have manifested the rolling two natural twenties luck. 
Well, I see the roll. Well, somebody knew the statistical probability. Yeah. And they were like, that's a one and a blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, uh, what? You're like, that's not a real um, number. That's just a bunch of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Spock. Um, <laughs> Thanks, C-3PO. Never tell me the odds. There's another reference. Um, no, so the, the roll settles. And I just like, without saying anything, just push back from the table. Uh, I was on a chair with wheels. And my girlfriend looks over and she's like, oh, yeah. And then everyone else starts noticing and they're like, oh. And then the DM like stands up to look over his screen down into my rolling tray and just goes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I rolled damage and the demon we were fighting was dead. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Uh, Well, this isn't a demon, but we do have a listener question. From a demon? uh, I'm not sure. But, uh, Seth, would you like to read this listener question from Enigma2K2? Oh, let me pull it up here. Yeah. Subject line, listener question. Ellipses. Or two, three. Whatever. Not like you pay attention to that sort of thing. Is there part of this message missing? No, that's why I put the subject line in, because I had originally just copy-pasted the body, and then I kind of stared at it today, and I was like, what What does or 23 mean? So I went back to take a look, and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you combine multiple messages for the sake of a joke, right? This is a single message, by the way. Did they send another message previously? I, yeah, we've answered... That was the- maybe like, I have three questions, and then there was only one, and then here's two and three. Maybe... I, this was its own PM. That's all I, I went when I went to check my inbox. That's all I, I can report. It continues to say, jerk. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, I had a thought. Since the thing to do, according to Hollywood, is establish cinematic universes, why don't they try this idea? Dot, dot, dot. Take each era of Transformers in chronological order and make each sequel accordingly. And does that technically mean that the first movie would be based on Beast Wars? What does Seth think? Does he think it would be that hard? Does he? Um, I don't know if it would be hard. I don't think they'd do it. Um, I think it would be just as hard as making a multi-million dollar movie either way. Which is lots of yelling and lots of money involved. Uh, I think it would require the audience to make too many jumps. Because there's Mm. a point where you're going to be jumping in whole new sets of characters. And like centuries at a time. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if you... So when you're breaking it down by era, like G1, I think, has two distinct, three distinct, distinct eras within it. I think you have the the season one and two, and then you have season three and headmasters I would put together. And then you have a, uh, um, I forgot what else I considered to be <laughs> part. Or oh, and then like, well, I, I don't know like, if you would count like the European stuff. May, I mean, uh, that doesn't toys. really have any media behind it yeah. to to pull yeah, from so, for this idea. So I would break it into at least two chunks. 
I mean, if we if we say Beast Wars is part one, well, Beast. No, I mean the way that Beast I don't Wars know was if part I would one, do Beast Wars part one. Yeah, Beast Wars. The way it ties into G one is very much in a prequel sense, like a well done prequel sense. But it it does require the original to exist for that that reveal to have any impact. Yeah, I think you put uh, it in the middle. Yeah, and even then, it's it's kind of kind of odd. I was well, gonna and say, that's the hugest jump to to try to get a casual audience to deal with. Yeah, it's like we're gonna do a sequel to this movie, but it's in a completely different setting, and everyone's animals. And then I guess at the end of the movie, you find the cast of the first movie from before the first movie asleep in a ship. There's a way it could work, I guess, but I don't. I don't think it would be the same tone as as your. Well, maybe that's a good thing. I don't think it would be the same tone as your. You're given Transformers movies of of past, uh, but th- there is a, an interesting question to answer in here, which is like, since Hollywood's all about cinematic universes, why didn't they try that idea for Transformers? And it's because Transformers came out one year too early. That idea did not exist until the year after Transformers came out with Iron Man. Uh, and I think that's actually why, <laughs> to be honest. Well, um, isn't the threat that they're trying to do it now? <laughs> Well, the plan, I think their plan was last night was going to be Transformers 5 slash also the beginning of a cinematic universe proper or whatever that means. But that's all been nixed. So, hey, maybe they will try to do it when they get going on movies again, if Bumblebee does really well. Um, we'll see. I don't think, though, redoing old Transformers in chronological order as sequels is something that that would work or be agreed to. Because some of those Transformers installments have a lot more meat to pull from, and some of them have kind of, like, barely anything to pull from. Like, I don't know. Season 1, I guess you could <clears throat> condense into a movie, in a sense. Season 2, if you pick one of the handful of good episodes and make that the movie, I guess that would work. Uh, Season 3 would work, as well. Well, you it's... need a whole movie to bridge... A whole Transformers the movie, perhaps. With the... Oh no, yeah. we've hit the singularity. We're saying remake the '86 movie. I'm not saying that. <laughs> We're, I'm 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 drawing <laughs> that conclusion, and I'm turning into one of those people. Uh, I would rather see them try something new. To be honest, uh, like even if they're going to do a cinematic universe, I'd rather see them build something from the ground up that can maybe stand on its own a little bit. Um. I just think that slavish remaking would end up with something kind of weak because when you remake something like that, then the only thing that that you really see as a fan is everywhere that it didn't do it right. And to the to the original Michael Bay movies credit, the one thing they didn't try to do was tell us, no, we're doing Transformers just like in the old days. Like they absolutely were not in any way, shape or form. And like, all right, cool. It's fresh, at least, aside from like Peter Cullen. They're cowards. Uh, man, when is Bumblebee out? That's in Christmas, right? I'm kind of looking forward uh, to that. I think so. Yeah. I wish that thing was out a bit sooner, but I guess Christmas is a safer time to come out. Um, oh, that reminds me. Seth, we've talked about some things before, and we we got us a picture dump of all that stuff we've been theorizing about, all them Prime Wars figures uh, that we hadn't seen yet, all two of them. 
we talked about Blast Off before, last time we were recording, and now we got the other two. We got pictures of the other two, uh, stock images, even. Uh, the first of which is Repugnus, uh, who goes with Twinferno and Grotusk. Um, and he comes with, uh, with a, a special version of the Soulless Prime, Prime Master. But the real important part of this is he is a retool of that shared kind of skeleton that Grotusk and Twinferno use. He does have a bunch of new parts, though. Uh, his beast mode has got the new head. It's got a new um, arm transformation where his pecs fold out into little beast arms. Does mean that his robot mode arms are kind of just this ridge on the back, but whatever. Uh, the way they're doing the wings is as swords, which, you know, that's not a bad idea. Um, I think that considering this is based on something that was turned into Twinferno and Grotusk, this is not a bad repugnance. It's, uh, a little bit wide, but to share that skeleton and actually look like repugnance in bug mode is pretty impressive to me. Um, yeah. so I, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, the folded up. Um, are those legs? His legs are, yeah, those are his legs, right? Yeah. That are sticking like way down in between his beast legs. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, a, a that's real, a little odd. That's a low hanging thorax, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of too bad his beast legs weren't able to like swing farther down or something. So, I don't know. Yeah, like if they could, if they were on like a double hinge or something, so they could like, rotate down farther there's a lot of crazy stuff sticking off those swords oh yeah they got detail i think because they're supposed to know like there's a bunch of green plastic coming off the sides you're right i was getting you know what i think that's how they peg into the back oh they peg in a lot yeah well you know (laughs) that's a lot of peg to 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 fall off you know oh you know what um, that stuff is probably because he's a Titan's return figure. Right? Those swords probably combine together into a little sled for a Titan master. That's probably the seat. Oh, oh probably. I just remembered that's part of the gimmick of that one. Um, also, there's no shots of his Titan master, Dastard. Great name still. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming he's just going to look like a yellow and brown Titan master, given the way that the head looks. Um... Yeah, he looks good. Uh, good box art, too. Someone, uh, I forgot who now, uh, I saw this floating around Twitter. Someone uh, took the three of these, like, you know, Prime Wars trilogy boxes and lined them up, and the sides of the boxes actually form a unified piece of artwork of, ah. like, the three figures uh, all, you know, pointing forward. Um, Clever. So yeah, Repugnus looks good, and it's, it's. I got I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I didn't really think that they were going to pull off the three uh, monster bots, but I think they really pulled them off in a way where they don't really obviously look like each other. You know, like the, the, their identities are there before the retooling is there. Um, so that's that's the, the small news of the day. I, I don't know if you noticed, I did I did kind of embolden one of the topic list items here that we're talking about. Uh, oh, and by the way, Seth, are you thinking you're down for Repugnus, or are you gonna sit out the Monster Bot dudes? Uh, probably gonna set them out. Cause I don't think I remember you saying you actually have the other two. I don't. Yeah. Oh, this would be the best place to start. What with Repugnus being the best of the three. <laughs> yeah, for the <laughs> most part, I'm just looking for like the little dudes and the uh, the Dinobots. Yeah. Really. And I, I 
got excited last time I was at Target. I saw Dinobots. Unfortunately, they're the ones that I already have, and not the second set. That's a that's a thing about the Dinobots. Where like years ago, many many years ago, when they were like, "Hey, it might be it, it might be difficult for kids if we have a bunch of figures on the shelves that all look the same." And I, you know, as a young fan, I was like, "Oh, that's ridiculous!" True fans would want to be able to tell. The number of times I've seen the Wave One Dinobots and thought they were the Wave Two Dinobots, I understand it now. When when you have a team of di- of Dinobots who are all the same color and aside from swoop, mostly the same shape, it's real easy to think you're seeing the ones that you don't have yet. It was like, what the hell, Target? Why are we restocking Wave 1? You bastards. Target's all like, oh, I'm sorry, maybe you should shop at another toy shop that carries toys. Like, uh, huh, I wonder who. I was imagining this Target employee who's just, like, dripping with hubris. Kmart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Your experiences with Kmart have taught me that that's a punchline. I haven't been in that Kmart in like a year now. You should go I take a look. Like, gave up. You should go take a look. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Disappointment, right? <sighs> like, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be disappointment. It would be more like a confirmation of what I already assume. Yeah, yeah, confirmation of pessimism about Kmart. Uh, wouldn't it be wild though if they just like your Kmart somehow just had one of everything? It's like that was the one. Yeah, if they went back to how they were like 10 years ago where they stock stuff and had new <laughs> things in a timely fashion. Quote, where they stock stuff? That's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> well, um, Seth, this one you don't have to worry about finding in stores because he's probably going to be on Amazon. And I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, coming with, with a clear version of Prima Prime, uh, Deluxe Punch Counterpunch. We finally get to see what this toy looks like. This toy is not a remold of Jazz. This toy is barely a remold of anything. This toy looks very original. This toy has two robot modes that look exactly like, in my mind's eye, what Punch and Counterpunch look like. The toy turns backwards to transform and also flips his fists so his fists are the right way around in different colors. He's got a tilty helmet. In these stock images, they clearly have tilted the helmet wrong the wrong way in both of the robot mode images, which is hilarious. Uh, it looks like his insignia can flip down on either side so it's not visible when it's not, you know, on the front. Um, he clearly does not turn into a combiner limb. That is a, a minor loss I'm willing to take. Uh, for what looks like a fairly perfect deluxe punch counter punch, uh, Seth, I'm hyped. This is the toy of the year. Uh, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> well, uh, I was watching everyone freak out on Twitter yesterday, including you. Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's all right. Um, yeah. I would be more likely to get this than Repugnance, just because it's kind of a, it, it's kind of such a more rare thing and a unusual, not often repeated gimmick. Yeah. So I feel like that should be rewarded in a way. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people in the replies immediately going like, all right, double dealer when? And I kind of want to go like, look, guys, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Don't ask for the moon here. But, uh... You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Also, Double Dealer's a poor man's punch-counter-punch. Let's not lie. Let's just... I'm gonna take some... I'm gonna take some real flack for saying that, but I don't care. Uh... Let me say one thing. As much as this toy is perfect, uh... 
if I if I if I just step outside myself for a second, yeah, there are some clear problems with the figure where it hits the wall of being a deluxe. Like the legs look kind of jank, no matter which mode he's in. Uh, being a deluxe, he's doing all this stuff. I think that that's the sacrifice I I somewhat expect. I'm uh, kind of amazed actually that they did the whole thing with the shoulders transforming too, um, and that like it's not just changing his limbs and his torso, but like they actually they detailed both sides of the legs. So uh, I'm I'm way into it. I'm 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 not gonna say it's faultless uh, until I reassume my character of myself. All right, this thing's perfect. Uh, I'm also really into the alt mode, and I'm I'm loving the box art and a, and a neat little touch. If you look at the side of the box where you can also see part of Repugnus sticking into his 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 artwork, way up in the background there are the Autobot clones, uh, which I think is, mm. is it's an interesting it's interesting because those two were also kind of weird pseudo exclusives. That weren't at like wide scale retail; they were at like the one step below wide scale retail. And it it, it kind of it seems like it's collecting all of those weird and disparate little releases from Prime Wars into this one little piece of artwork. And I'd love to see a print of that artwork, like you know, not separated across boxes. Uh, the front of the box also just makes me so happy because look at that; those that's two full pieces of artwork of friggin' Punch Counter Punch that were done this decade for box art and. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, this is one of my favorite Transformers of all time, and it's getting uh, his official Generations toy. I'm certainly not closing. I would love to see some third-party, more expensive, more heavily engineered versions. If, it, but it seems like no one wants to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my support to the ones who satisfy me first. I'll, I'll also buy a third-party Punch Counter Punch if it comes out. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped for this. I'm very hyped. Uh, I hope this is not hard to get. If I had to pick one of the three trilogy figures, this Repugnus or Blastoff, it would be this by a friggin' metric mile, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, I'm stoked. Um, that's all I got. Seth? It's similar to an Imperial Kilometer. All right. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's an easy conversion in there. Uh, this this is probably going to be an Amazon exclusive. So considering how you'll be able to just order it online, most likely, uh, Seth, you thinking it you're you thinking you're down for Punch Counter Punch? There's a good possibility. All right. Hopefully, it won't be one of those things where you go to pre-order it and then you're on a waiting list. Yeah, I and hope then there's not. shenanigans. Didn't that happen recently? That. Uh, did, but I think that was in another country. Gross. I can't remember now. Well, for you, another country could be America. True. <laughs> I think it might have been in another continent. <laughs> uh, Happened in another country. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> it's a country that, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have Toys R Us over there, but they, uh, no. You know, they got, they got other. Practically other... a third world country now. Yeah, they don't have. They don't even have Toys R Us. What are you doing? The Toys R Us is kind of the bottom of the barrel of that statement. What? Who? Whoa, Seth, calm down. What? What? Calm down. Uh, if you do pick this up, here's my question to you: What you gonna do with Prima Prime? What you gonna do, brother? Whoa. <laughs> uh, what, what would gonna you do, do with a big the, leg drop? You'd, you'd give little, the tiny little Prima Prime a big <laughs> leg drop. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do with it. What would I do with it? I don't know. It's one know. of the original 13. Have him just chill out on a shelf and be like, I'm a demigod. Tiny little demigod. That's what they call me. 
Uh, I'm hyped for this punch counter punch, and I aren't, hope... aren't like all rappers now called little something. So little demigod works. You you are definitely asking the right person for information about modern up to date rap culture. Uh, what do I know about um one half of the um? Aren't you a millennial? The what? What's the band that the Juggalos all listen to? Insane Clown Posse. One half of the Insane Clown Posse uh, took a stand for his daughter on an online video, and it was very touching. That's what's up in the modern world of rap, I think. What, what is, did he have to stand about? Is Insane Clown Posse rap? The hip-hop? I don't know. The A couple guys yeah. that we used to have at work nearly got into a fist fight over the definition of rap versus the hip hop. Oh no. So I I I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And it was centered around the Beastie Boys. Well, so uh uh okay. And these guys were like high school friends and roommates. And they still nearly got into a fight over whether or not the Beastie Boys were a rap group or a hip hop group. Well, you know, I'm I was just earlier making fun of people for caring about Omega Supreme from Generation 1 for very pedantic, tiny reasons, so I, I'm not one to judge, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm just going to wash my hands of that whole thing. Uh, Seth, we got some. We got one other piece of really f- just... This news actually is important to me now. Go to the comments and let us know if you think the Beastie Boys are a rap group or... A hip-hop group. Also, smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe. I don't know if that question falls under the no politics rule of TFW 2005. to make sure you get notified when we post a new video. I think we do have a notification system on the boards. Seth, have you ever heard of the Wizards of the Coast? Uh, like Balthazar and, and Gandalf? The, those and are not... Harry. The Wizards of the Coast. Those are a number of wizards from pop culture, but that was a very good answer still. Uh, wizards of the Coast, who I think make the... the, the they make Dungeons and Dragons. Well, they make it that. now. They yeah. didn't invent it. But they bought it, and then they got bought. Yeah. It, it's all under... Anyway, they also make a card game called Magic that I've been playing, and now they're going to be making a card game called Transformers Trading Card Game. Uh, we... <laughs> It says right there on they, the they really, they really thought about a fun title. <laughs> they just stretched they, that. That was a real mind bender right there. That's, hey, what what's the subtitle of this Transformer card game going to be? Trading card. What do game. you mean? <laughs> what uh, do you mean? Because isn't it Magic colon the Gathering, or is it just Magic the Gathering? It is, I believe. Or is it mm. Magic the Gathering colon whatever the current version is? So I think at least at some point Fart it was it was, it was it was magic colon. I have a magic card right in front of me. There's no colon on the back of the card, so I think it is it is an implied colon. <laughs> you normally find it near the back. Yeah, that's that's where. Well, they they have had to keep the card back the same since 1990. Whatever. It still says Deckmaster on the back, and like I was on the Reddit for magic looking up up some information, and I saw a thread where someone said, "What's Deckmaster?" and I was like. Yeah, what is Deckmaster? <laughs> and Deckmaster was a Wizards of the Coast plan to have a subsidiary make card games in the 90s. That plan fell through. 
it hasn't been a thing for like decades, but they have to keep the logo on the back of the cards because they all have to have the same card back. And I think that's kind of hilarious. Okay, when I go to the official Magic website, it says Magic Big and then the Gathering Small underneath. But when you but, look at the link on the Google, yes, it is Magic colon the Gathering. Excellent. I had a feeling that colon was there, even if it's just implied. Ah, on Wikipedia, it is Magic colon the Gathering. Thank you, Wikipedia. But the logo doesn't have a colon. That's because I think just it says would look sloppy. The gathering small. It would it would look sloppy if the colon was there. But this all I promise you, dear listener, this is actually relevant to this amazing news of the Transformers trading card game being made by Wizards of the Coast. And here, here's all we know about it. So it's going to be a card game where the basis is you assemble a team of character cards who are oversized and sometimes uh, foiled cards. And then you build a deck of smaller, probably standard-sized battle cards. Uh, there's going to be 40 character cards and 81 battle cards. Four of those cards are going to be a convention pack of Slipstream, Cliff Jumper, All-Out Attack, and Tandem Targeting System, which will be available at SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con, Gen Con, and through Hasbro Toy Shop. The thing we're not sure about yet, I was just talking about this with someone earlier today, is if these four cards are exclusive in that it's the only way to get these cards at all, or if they are all going to be exclusive in that they have exclusive artwork in this convention pack. I think it would suck if Slipstream is actually hard to get, because that's a character I actually want, because I recognize that art from Transformers Legends, and I like that art a lot. Uh, yeah, screw Cliff Jumper. Kinda? <laughs> I mean, don't screw Cliff Jumper, but also, what has he done for me lately? Unless he consents. Um, yeah. two, two, uh, two little jokes. Uh, All Out Whoa. Attack sounds like the name of a character already. Yep. And not just like an All Out Attack. And they should have called it Transformers The Gathering. I got a feeling there's probably a reason why they can't do that. Also, Seth, I just noticed in the front page item I've been looking at this entire time, it says Magic Colon The Gathering in italics. Uh, that's embarrassing <laughs> uh, also I'm sure Wizards of the Coast would not want to share their name with a licensed product that could go away at any time if it wasn't for the fact that they were both owned by the same parent company this is true uh, well I'm, I'm, I've been looking at this whole thing right and now the big draw for me is these character cards are going to use art from the now dead for years dead mobile game Transformers Legends where the highlight of that game was it had some frigging good artwork done for it for a bunch of digital trading cards and uh, if those pieces of artwork are going to be on oversized and sometimes foil shiny uh, cardboard that is collectible I am super down for that um, the part where I'm a little bummed out is that the battle cards, at least the two that we've seen, are just using recycled artwork from IDW. Um, All Out Attack is a Guido Guidi cover, I was told, by one uh, Mikey Paleontologist. And uh, Tandem Targeting System is a panel by Andrew Wildman from Re uh, Regeneration 1. This is the thing that's kind of bumming me out. The character cards all being Legends art is a perfect unifying thing. The battle cards just being, like, panels from the comic books, it's not like it's a bad thing, because the comics generally have had very good art. 
but it's going to be a bunch of different artists and there's only 80 of those cards and I feel like it would have been a great and well-paying project and maybe that's why uh for an artist if they had like gotten one or two of the artists from the comics uh to come on as the artists for the battle cards in this project if like you know Alex Milne's busy drawing Unicron right now I don't know how long in development this game's been but it's like Alex or Sarah or uh anyone working on on the comics um like, if they got EJ Sue to do all the art for this stuff, that would have been sick. Uh, that's my my little quibble, is I'm worried that some of the, the battle cards are going to have, like, here's a panel from a comic that was never meant to be seen as featured standalone artwork. Uh, and this is doubled by the part where, inspecting the cards, there's no artist credit anywhere on the cards. And that really bothers me, because there's plenty of room for for something to say art by, you know, insert name. And they do that on magic cards. Uh I, I think that's a bummer and, and and a real big shame. The game itself, if this is basically like assemble a team and then play magic and then the team are like your commanders, like in magic commander style stuff or something like that, like this this sounds like this could be okay. I'm I'm really interested to try it out. Uh and I I'm probably gonna collect the whole thing because it is forty big cards and eighty one small cards, and that doesn't seem very hard to collect. Um, so, and, and maybe also I'm recently into tabletop gaming a bunch because of magic and all this other nonsense. So I'm, I'm, I'm very open and pliable to jumping headfirst into this kind of thing. Seth, this is by, uh, your pals at Wizards who do your favorite RPG, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, have oh, you got, I thought, I thought Shadowrun was back. Oh, no, no. Well, actually, I have no idea. Don't hold me to that. Do you have any interest in this stuff? Uh, or at least, do you have any interest if you just see a character you remember liking as one of, like, the character cards? Would you want to have, like, a, a Huffer no. or a Gears card? No. I, what would I do with it? Put it um, with your Huffers and your Gears as this part of the display. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but, like, the whole thing with reusing existing art I think is probably a huge time and budget saver for sure. Um, so maybe if there's like, if it does well enough to warrant future cards, maybe then you'll start getting more original artwork. Yeah. And like, maybe. let me, let me say, like I'll, I'll say it super clear for the listener. Reusing the legends art for the character cards is something I wholeheartedly support because that legends art was great. Uh, and maybe the battle cards are not going to be as weird as I'm as I'm like convincing myself they might be. It might all be fine. Um, and and if the game plays great, then that'll be a bonus. Hey, did you notice Slipstream has one less sword, but one more heart wrench? Uh, let but me go one, take a look. But also one less shield. That's Ooh. crazy. It's I wonder like, if I can deduce this because also the the character cards you're going to be able to flip them. To tra- to, there's going to be a transformation mechanic where you flip the card over. Oh, flip them. Uh, let's see. So the sword's probably her attack. Flip them. The blue thing is probably her defense, and then the heart thing is probably her health. So she has one more health than Cliff Jumper, two fewer attack, one fewer defense. When this attacks, and you flip at least three different battle icons, this gets plus three attack to end a turn. Cliff Jumper has plus one attack for each car in your discard pile, or I guess KO area for the character cards. So Cliff Jumper gets stronger the more car characters who get beaten up in the game. <laughs> That's what the what does that say about Cliff? <laughs> yeah, it take means out that- he's like he's like Goku from Dragon Ball, and he doesn't go 
He, he gets more powerful when his friends get their asses beat. He's like, yeah, beat because up, he gets mad. Beat up Jazz and Prowl and Bumblebee and everyone who's a car. Get all the cars off because that seems that means the strat with Cliff Jumper is get all the cars killed. Aside from Cliff Jumper, so he gets super mad. <laughs> yeah, and then when he when he powers up, he turns into super um, Cybertronian Cliff Jumper, and his little horns turn yellow. Just oh man, just horns. just his horns. <laughs> yeah, yellow. just his little horns. <laughs> and then Bumblebee's like, "Hey, that's like me," and he just gets even more mad. He's like, "I'm not Bumblebee." Uh, well, then when Bumblebee goes super Cybertronian, he just stays yellow. I'm I'm also noticing tandem targeting system looks like it's it's probably an instant kind of thing that gives plus one attack. It says if you play it from your hand, you can play another one of that card from the scrap pile, which I assume is the discard pile. All that but attack. But that's what you assume the KO area is. The KO area is the discard pile for the big character cards, but they're they're oh. physically larger than the battle cards. Oh. Uh, and then all out attack. This I just noticed this. It says there's so many piles here. I don't know what to do. I'm assuming all-out attack, the, the word I can't see is probably all, because that would mean it says all of your untapped Transformers can attack this turn, which means they're, because this is Watsy, they're getting to use the term tap. They don't have to do what a lot of other card games do, which is come up with some other word for turning the cards sideways, which is always stupid. Uh, well, you just open up a thesaurus online and type in tap, and you'll get a whole bunch of options. Yeah, exhaust, expend... Well, actually, those are magic words. Expend is, anyway. Exhaust. Fatigue. Drain. Uh, anyway, it sounds like they're going to have an Autobot starter set and then booster packs. Booster Cock. packs. Whoa. Egress. <laughs> nozzle. Cock your bumblebee. You Do you have an uncocked or a cocked bumblebee? No, nozzle them. <laughs> nozzle your bumblebee. Well, you know, fuel tanks. Gasoline. Bibcock. Bidcock? Bibcock. Oh, Bibcock. Thank you. That, that Stop makes more cock. sense. Stop cock. There's a lot of cock in there. Spigot. Spigot is perfect. Oh, my God. Sp Do you got spigoted or unspigoted transformers? All right. That's perfect. That's perfect. If they couldn't use tap, I would have said use spigot. If you want well, to get when, these cards, when we look at when we look at tap as a verb, yeah. If you look at it as a noun, hit lightly, verb <laughs> hit lightly, faucet. I have a fauceted or unfauceted transformer. <laughs> uh, Seth, hit you'll be able drum. to get booster packs of these things with one big character card and seven battle cards, or Thud. an Autobot starter set where you get four foiled character cards oh. and then a, a little deck of 40 battle cards and i'm not sure if that's going to be singleton or if they're going to be copies in there it sounds like for someone it sounds like pay to win like given how small a set this is it sounds like buy the autobot starter set and then if you want to gamble grab some boosters or just wait a month and then buy singles off of ebay because <laughs> some dumbass comic store will probably shred open a booster box thinking this is the next big thing and then you can buy singles for nickels off of them uh Oh, but if it's not a dab, maybe that, I should. That's one of the listed thesaurus words for tap. Dab, Seth. Should I that's, buy that? Will make it hot with the millennials. Should I buy a booster box of Transformers trading card game as an investment and never no. open it? No, for as, ten years and then a, sell it for a three thousand dollars as a thing to make an un a booster opening video for. 
oh, I should sure. buy a booster box of this, and then I'm going to be the best player. You should you should live stream it on Twitch so people could give you tips. I got to get sleeves for these too. I got to sleeve my cards. I hope that they're standard size, and I hope that the character cards are the same as the oversized commander cards, so I can get all the sleeves that already exist. Of course they will be. It's wizards. They're going to use standard sizes. Yes. All right. I'm down. I'm into this. Are you going to Are you going to do it on Twitch? Uh, I sure. Then get a low cr- cut top. You're a low. You'll get cut more top. tips. You're a low cut top, Seth. I think you should buy you some of these too. Gotta sh- show off your stuff. I I'm will be. I'll be. I'll be shredding boosters for the people. I'm, I'm not going to get them. Uh, well, that's some news that made me more excited than I would have been if this news dropped last year. So, uh, uh, pumping my fist, uh, Seth. Hi. Let's move on to another listener question. This one comes from Inhuman Elm, uh, who says, All right, Vangelise, you know how this goes, colon, you read the questions, I write another one, repeat ad infinitum. Hypothetically, each of you has been put in charge of the next Transformers TV series using the standard Autobots versus Decepticons on Earth formula set by G1. In what way do you manage to screw it up? so that your series goes down as the next Transformers Energon, or whatever you think is the worst Transformers show. I'll leave it to you if this means what would be a fun or funny way to mess it up, or how would you realistically mess it up. Oh, also, for some reason, I remember there being a Masterpiece-esque Sunstreaker that came with a Hunter Donyon uh, Headmaster head, but many people simply didn't care. Did that actually happen? I would really like it if that happened. To answer that part, the legend-size Iron Factory Sunstreaker came with a Headmaster head with the weird mouth, uh, but it was so small, it, it's actually hard to tell that that's what that head is at a glance. And a lot of people thought it was a weird, missculpted, smiling Sunstreaker, and I was like, none of you are true fans, but then when I saw it in person, I was also like, that actually does kind of just look like a weird, missculpted, smiling Sunstreaker. But that's what I believe you're thinking of it's a very good toy it's in a two-pack with a very good side swipe but they are pocket size uh they're not masterpiece size uh so seth how would you screw up your go at doing the next transformers tv series a la g1 okay you want to know how i screw it up yeah i tell everyone i'm bringing back g1 and then i hire the guy that they got to do thundercats yeah that's timely i Whoa, Zeitgeist <laughs> activated. <laughs> it's the only thing the nerds are more upset about than Star Wars. Oh, man, yeah. The guess... only person more hated than Ryan Johnson is the guy doing the Thundercats. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, all, all I got to do to top that is like, man, how do I top that? You get Kathleen Kennedy to produce it. But like, like, is it still a failure if I like what I'm making? Well, I, no, because Ryan Johnson loves his movie. I need, I need to um, clarify this question now. Is it a failure? Is it a monetary failure, or is, or is it something? Because I think if you're saying it goes down like whatever your least favorite show is, I guess it would be it's a failure that I actually hate. Or that would be depressing if I also got stuck working on that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the philosophical question. Are you making it bad by your metrics or by the metrics of the rest of the audience? 
I guess if we're going for funny, funny way, it's by the rest of the audience. Well, I think that's the the easier trollish way. Because I, I think, okay, here's what I do is I use the, the whole G1 cast, the whole setting, even the same animation models. But I take everyone's most beloved characters and I make them just unrepentant pricks. Like Optimus Prime is just lousy scum. Uh, he straight up lets humans die. Uh, he, uh, sacrifices his teammates so he can get away. We have one episode which is just about him internal monologuing about how much he hates himself and how much of a coward he is. Uh, in the meantime, episode two, we reveal that Megatron is actually 15 children in a large costume. Uh, Megatron's been dead. He actually, when he crash landed on Earth, he fell off of his ship and, and actually died. He just, he fell far, landed on his head, died. All these kids found him and climbed into his body and puppeted him like a giant puppet. But then the Decepticons were like, Megatron, is that you? And then the kids were like, yes. And then it turns out his vocal processors were just like a voice changer microphone. And so the Decepticons just think Megatron's taken a hit to the head. But he's actually or, 15 children in a Megatron body. Or what if he sounds like a child, but they assume that his vocal processor was damaged? Yes, they're like, that's an excellent disguise, Lord Megatron. Every- could go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, also, Soundwave doesn't just hate cassettes. He actively destroys them. Uh, and he only has one minion uh, who turns into a hot dog truck. And Soundwave turns into a garage. Uh, what else can I get wrong? Prowl's a jet. Uh, but he never takes off, so he just drives around on the highway as a jet with his landing gear down. Um, Ironhide has uh, a f- Ironhide is literally the G1 model shaped like the toy so he- his head is inside his stomach and he has no thighs uh, and no forearms he's just like biceps that end in fists um, and he has a French accent uh, what's the last thing I can do the main character uh is a very phoned-in performance, clearly done via um, speakerphone. It's just a confused Daisy Ridley asking why we keep calling her. And then we just animate a character to be lip-flapping to that the whole time, and everyone else reacts as though the character is actually saying stuff. Uh, there, I'm throwing in your Star Wars thing. That was for you, Seth. Okay, yeah, woo! Uh, um, what, if, what if you were doing a retelling of G1... This isn't a terrible idea. This would actually be good. Um, I, I just thought of it, though. Um, so you're retelling G1, like, verbatim, every episode. You're remaking every episode of G1 with, like, really good modern animation. It's awesome. It looks amazing. Uh, but everything is told from Skids's perspective. Oh, that would be great. Like, every time there's a really cool action scene, it's just off in the distance very small. Yeah. And Skids is thinking about, man, good thing I'm not over there. Like, Skids is usually in the foreground, like, working on something. And then, like, in the background is where, like, the episode is going on. Yeah. And, like, oh. You see everyone at the other end of, of the arc. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the, all the footage we we had the the expensive animated footage of everyone transforming is just for the intro sequence, and like it's a it's very high budget animation, but anything exciting is always happening off screen. So 
So it's yeah. very high budget animation of skids slowly typing at a workstation or like very slowly like carrying some crates for 20 minutes as we hear slightly muffled through the walls another episode happening. Yeah, and then when you get to like the two episodes where skids was in it, you really go bananas with the animation. Yeah. Like, you really ramp it up. You blow, like, the whole budget on those two episodes. But also, every <laughs> shot is just a close-up on his face. So you never see what's going on around him. You just see his expression changing really smoothly with, like, beautiful animation. But you never actually see any of the action. It's just his face. And if he transforms, it's his face, like, a panel folds over it, and then it's to the hood of the car. And that's all you yes. see. You see light playing off of it. It's very well done. It's very natural. Hundreds of hours spent animating that light playing off that hood. Uh, tons of money spent figuring out where the light sources would be given the actual action that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, I'm down for that. Let's make that. I bet you we could pitch it. I'm a good salesman. Let's do it. So I hope that answers your question uh, in Human Elm. Because now we're going to go into what we got this week. Uh, an ever-exciting seg segment for Seth, who doesn't have toy stores around him anymore, just a bunch of fakes, is what it sounds like. Except I said that last time, and you had new stuff. Yeah. So... But that was last time. Oh, Seth, did you get anything on topic this week? No. Are they just a bunch of fakes around you? A bunch of Wave 1 restocking fakes? Yeah, they're, they're phonies. A bunch phony of phony balonies. A bunch of bastards. There, I said it. Yeah. Well, if it helps at Those all. Jerk bottles. I don't have anything on topic that's fresh either. I went looking for studio series to use coupons on. I went looking for rollback terror cons for my abominus. I found neither. Uh, and I didn't want to like order them off Amazon, given that A, there's a coupon, and B. They're going to be on Amazon for weeks, and if I really want them that much and I still can't find them, I'll do it after TFCon. So, uh, this is a light what we got this week section. All I really got this week was stuff relevant to cards. That's about it. I think I talked about it mostly on Twitter. I got these two interesting card games that are that are contained, both by the same company whose name I can't remember anymore. One of them is called Epic Card Game. Uh, one of them is called Star Realms. Uh... They both have, apparently, very good reviews. Star Realms is a deck-building game where you build the deck as you play. Uh, Epic Card Game is by former pro Ma uh, Magic the Gathering players, and the capsule description of it is it's an incredibly streamlined and simplified form of magic uh, where it's, it's designed so every turn is a big turn where something crazy happens. So there's no land, there's no small stuff, it's simply you, you have one gold each turn, which disappears at the end of the turn, and all the cards cost zero or one gold, and every single card is super powerful, so it's just you making big power decisions and playing very quick games, and I really want to give that a try, because that sounds fun. Also, these games are incredibly inexpensive, they're like, there's a sale at a, at a local gaming store here, so they were like 13, 14 bucks a piece for the entire game, uh, so I was down for that. So I'm going to hopefully get a chance to give those a try at TFCon, or if not then, uh, you know, the weeks afterwards. And I bought some magic cards, because that's what you do. Uh, Seth, what about you? What about the, the off-topic world for you? Off-topic, I got a Star Wars toy. Star Wars toy? And it's a big one. What did you get? I got the Dewback. Oh, the, I've seen that thing. The that thing looks one sick. 112 scale Dewback. 
if I didn't care about money, I would probably buy one just because it looks really well made. But I don't like yeah, Star Wars good. enough. Um, he has articulated toes. Yeah, and like a tongue, too, right? And a tongue. Yeah, he can open his mouth, and then there's his big old lizard tongue going blah. Yeah, and he's not weird like the old dewback who had like a spring-loaded trap door on its back. Like this one, you can actually have a dude riding on it. Yeah, and it comes with a dude to ride it. Well, friggin' sign me up. Wait, I don't like Star Wars enough, but that sounds really oh. good. Oh, yeah, so it is expensive, and it is real big, and it's normally the sort of thing I would have passed on because of the size, mm-hmm. but the very first Star Wars toy I ever owned was Christmas morning, all them many years ago, and it was the original Dewback. Oh, and nice. then as my grandparents and aunts and stuff were showing up for Christmas Day, I would run out to the parking lot in front of our house. Like we had this big like parking area in front of the house. It was a weird house. Um and I it was a very small house. It's not like we lived in a mansion, like a big turnaround or something. Yeah. Um there was just like this big gravel lot. <laughs> That's where you parked. And so I run out and I would go, Did you get me any Star Wars guys? <laughs> because I had this big lizard and no stormtroopers or luke skywalkers or nothing um then i got a bunch of star wars guys uh that night but the very first thing i owned was the dewback so dewback has a special place in my heart um so i couldn't not get the dewback that is literally the best reason anyone would ever have for getting the dewback and i support your decision 100 percent. that is uh thank you that's given how that thing looked to me when i looked at like how it actually works that's a fantastic full circle nostalgia bait toy done right. Like, it's like it does everything the old Dubacks couldn't. Uh, yeah, it, like right, huh? Well, there was there was a night there's a mid nineties Duback that I used to have uh, from Power of the Force that I'm remembering, like from the special I edition. I just scrolled past a picture of one. Yeah, I had that because I, Toy Fair magazine convinced me I re- that Star Wars was the best toy line, and I was buying all of it. Uh. And I remember that Dewback was actually pretty cool, but it was also very easy to sell uh, earlier this year. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't actually like the Dewback enough to, <laughs> to keep this, so I'm going to go trade this in a Cherry Bomb. Um, oh, here's a weird picture that I found of someone morphing themselves into a Dewback Animorph style. You know? Someone's got a weird fetish, but that's them to deal with if i could only turn into one animal and then someone told me by the way it's not your choice and you're going to be able to transform into a dewback i think i'd be fine with that because that would be like turning into a friggin' elephant uh because that's gig- if you could turn into a dewback no one would screw with you someone's like hey buddy you suck and you're like excuse me and they're like yeah you want to fight and you're like okay and then you turn into a dewback and like friggin' eat them like you get your way that's not yeah. a bad choice yeah. So right now in my Detolf uh, display situation, I have a shelf that is currently Tatooine crew. Mm-hmm. So I have the Land Speeder and the Luke it came with R two D two C three PO Obi Kenobi, uh, several Jawas and Sand peoples, or should I say, persons of sand? Jawas is um, how it's pronounced, actually. The Jawas and persons of sand. Um, so I've. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit that giant-ass land speeder and the dewback in there. You have but to he's kind of got to go in there. You got to stack them. I got to, like... 
Like I could probably get both of them in, but then I don't know if I could fit all the individuals. Do you just have to have everyone riding uh, either in the land speeder or on the dewback? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to puzzle it out. Make kinda, it work. Be kind of cool to try to cram the whole Tatooine crew into this into the land speeder. Like <laughs> I need a Ronto. You have like one of oh, the <laughs> the Ronto would be so tall. <laughs> like <laughs> now you're gonna be also, cutting glass to make room for its neck in the shelf above. <laughs> also, I do not need a Ronto. <laughs> I don't think I think a Ronto. There's no nostalgia to that. That would just be showing off. There's no, no need to make a Ronto. Why do I know what a Ronto is? Like because I didn't have to think about you're it. You're a nerd. Damn it! I know what Bomar monks are too, and they're the best thing in Star Wars, is what they are. Uh, creepy brain spider robots. Uh, anything else uh, on your plate for what you got this week? I got I got a gun. What? That shoots salt and to kill flies with. All right. That still because sounds like that it. would suck to shoot in someone's <laughs> face. Just shooting well, salt in someone's face. Mold it into the plastic right next to the trigger. It says, "Do not shoot at people or faces." <laughs> you know, some dumbass was like, hey, "It's not going to kill you. It's just salt." Not thinking about the eyes part. Yeah, I guess they probably hurt a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so around this time of year, there's a tendency for there to be flies around where uh, we do paperwork, mm-hmm. and I help do paperwork. And the other day ago, um, there was a couple of tenacious ass flies that I could not spot. And they would like land in my hair and I could feel them walking Ah. around and it was a real bad time. And I had seen these bug assault guns about a year ago and that was the last straw. And I was like, I'm getting one of them salt guns and I'm going to take care of these flies when they come back. And they just come, they they saunter uh, in the room. We're like, we're going to land in your hair again. And you're like, yeah, I just start blasting. Make my day. Yeah. So uh, I wish it was smaller because it's kind of silly how long it is. <laughs> but it shoots this little pinch of salt, and it just tears flies up. Can you also use theoretically. it theoretically? I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Can you use it to garnish food as well? Um, probably could. You if you should, really want to get you, the salt in your hot dog or something, you should use that instead of a salt it. shaker and see how long it takes for someone to say anything. Well, like I shot a couple. So, if it's going to be where I'm doing paperwork, yeah, I don't want to wreck the papers and stuff with it. So I just got some scrap paper when I got to work, and I just started blasting, and uh, it was fine. Didn't do anything. Yeah, there's a little bit of salt. Did on, anyone go like, why are desk. you shooting that paper with salt? I I brushed the salt off. No, nobody saw me. All right, and then I'd be like, dude, check it out. So today was the first day I had it at work, but I didn't really do any work in the area where the flies tend to be. Yeah. So I did not have cause. How long, though, until you just start volunteering? He's like, you're like, are the flies there? Get out of the way. You're I don't like, have to volunteer. I'm <laughs> every other day of the week. I'm up there for several hours. And next week, uh, the other guy that does that work is on vacation. So I'm going to be up there all the time. You gotta, it is possible to be up there. You got to saunter in, twirling your salt gun, 
And then you go like... <sighs> it's too long to twirl. It's not like a pistol. You turn to whoever else is in the room as you're trying to, tw- to twirl this gigantically long elephant gun full of salt. And then whoever else is in the room, you just turn to them, and you look at them, and you're like, hey, get down, and then uh, you blow out your cigarette. Cover your eyes. And you just go to town shooting salt all over the place, <laughs> wiping out flies. <laughs> the flies are all, like, screaming. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not real life anymore. It's better than real life. Uh, well, congratulations oh. on your salt gun. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Whoa. Or a video. So you can oh, see how it works. I get it. Bug assault. Yeah. It's got a safety. I mean, come on. We're not being reckless here. How much salt is he pouring into that gun? It's not that much, really. Okay, that's more than a... Does maybe you, a it's like a maybe shotgun? Two, maybe like two tablespoons at the most. There's a big shotgun click on the front. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get it going. You need to, you need to walk in the room with that like strapped on your back. <laughs> you got to figure out how to pump it uh, with one hand, like in a proper action movie. Oh, it's way too hard. <laughs> it, it takes a little oomph to to get it going. You should roll up your you, sleeves. You, you before can't you... one hand that thing. <laughs> also, like this is I, I'm kind of getting what's happening, but. It's also obliterating the flies so fast, I'm not actually really seeing what's happening. Yeah, there's a fly, and then there's not a fly. There's like, a couple slow motions. I just watched one um, of the slow motions, and the fly just turned into a cloud of salt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think the slow motion helped. <laughs> like, the only thing that I'm seeing is at one point I saw a fly leg where the fly <laughs> used to be, and I'm like, I guess it just exploded. Uh, I'm a hunter now. Oh, you need to, if you have anyone uh, in your workplace who's like some of those, like, you know, jock hunters who are all up and, like, talking big game about all the, the animals they shoot, you should just, like, sidle up to them and be like, yeah, uh, yeah, brother. I've been there. You want to see my new piece? <laughs> there's the, the, ew, the last slow motion, you just see a smear afterwards, like fly, internal fly moisture gets squirted out. But again, um, that fly doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, well, that's that's what you want. Damn. Well, the shotgun pump is not something I expected to see, and now I'm <laughs> I'm imagining all this dumbass stuff. Well, on the box it says something like, "No hunting license, no limits." <laughs> That's a really weird thing to put on the box for this kind of thing. They also sell it in camouflage color, but I thought Why? that was silly. Um, then there's a there's like a version that fires a bigger burst of salt, and that's like backyard edition for to the, deal with larger bugs. Oh, for the bigger flies. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> other, like a wasp or something. I don't know. Ooh, boy. That would be a risk, taking on a wasp. Yeah, what if the wasp just, Either like, it's going to work or it's you're in trouble. Yeah, the wasp is just going to be, like, it's going to, like, crack its neck and go, like, oh, I didn't know you want to like dance. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is such a freaking tough guy freaking thing. <laughs> and they sell an optional laser sight adapter. <laughs> 
I can't shoot stationary flies with giant cannonballs of salt. I need a laser sight. That's great. All right. I'm down. Bug is there, salt. Here's a link. The bug beam laser. <laughs> Never miss again. Because salt is such a finite resource. <laughs> I keep running out of ammo. <laughs> Well, one load of the the salt in the hopper, they say is is good for up to eighty shots. They sell high performance salt. All right. Do they? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, it's in That's the amazing. it's in the related products on the bottom of that link you just sent me. I'm just using Morton salt. High performance salt, larger grain for higher impact, anti caking agent, perfect to use while barbecuing. Tastes great and zero calories. <laughs> Gluten-free may increase blood pressure if large quantity is ingested. Oh, I think I did see a video of somebody, like, shooting hamburgers on a grill with it. This is... (laughs) The camo fly. I bought a camouflage salt shotgun. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, you know what? And I got it on Amazon. It was cheaper. That's These are expensive. Forty-five bucks for the camouflage version. Anyway, I'm gonna get in trouble for making fun of salt shotguns, but you know what? <laughs> Everyone well, ends up. I being mean, a... I guess you like flies crawling all over you while you're trying to do your job. Yes, that is the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm making fun of them or I'm patting them on the back for knowing what they're making for leaning into (laughs) some of this stuff. Like, hey, some guy's going to pay 20 bucks for a laser sight adapter for a salt shotgun for killing flies. Let's let's ham it up. Beer not included as one of the features. If there was a smaller version, I totally would have been into that. Like, if there was, like, more of a pistol-sized version. All caps, we th- <laughs> on the laser site, all caps, we think these will sell out fast, so we are limiting them to six per customer. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> we think they'll sell out fast, you can only buy six. <laughs> so, like, your average customer has six shot- salt shotguns, or do you put six <laughs> laser sights? Do you just, like, slap them all over the thing? <laughs> Oh, this is stupid. This is great. All right. Oh, oh, there's reviews on the bottom of the laser site. There are 384 reviews. What do they say? First review. Makes aiming so easy. Oh, okay. This is okay. Second review. That's this is great. Whole family loves it. My 3 and 5-year-old boys can even use it now. And then a bunch of emojis. I wouldn't want to arm a toddler with a salt shotgun. You know what a toddler's going to do? Not read the part where it says, hey, don't shoot humans in the face with salt. (laughs) Uh, Things dumb. I don't think a toddler's going to be strong enough to to, to cock it and... And know to flip down the safety. The I'm safety a, resets every time you shoot, by the way. I'm going to call this Lane H here on this review thing with, with the emojis. Either an irresponsible parent or a liar. That's what I'm going to call him. Lane H, I'm calling you out. 
Are you responsible with super strong toddlers, or are you lying? And your kids can't, your kids can't cock the hammer on the, they can't chunk the, the pump on the bug on the on the on the bug assault you're a liar lane h i'm calling you out your five star review from about 12 hours ago i think you're i think you're a liar uh seth thank you for joining me on wcf at tfw today uh because that's the end of the show um i'm exercising my second amendment right i'm armed militia I really, I don't want you to, but also I really want you to just like find the biggest gun nut hunter jocks you can find in your workplace and just friggin' walk up, just sidle up and just be all like, yeah, yeah, what's yours like? How big, what's yours look like? This is mine. Want to see it in action? There's a fly over there. Now the fly's gone. You didn't see the fly? That's because there is no more fly. You could have my gun when you pry it from my cold, salty hands. That would mean that you got salt all over your hands trying to reload your weapon, yeah. and that's embarrassing. Uh, what if I put pepper in it? What would happen? That would pepper. Probably. Be- what if I use sugar? I think that would just that's gunk. Sim- that's similar crystals to salt. Like, what what if-, if I use stevia? What if you just pour gunpowder into the thing? <laughs> No, come on. Don't be silly. How much do you want to bet someone in some dumbass corner of the continent has got one of these things and just filled it with gunpowder to see what would happen? Because they think they're outsmarting somebody. You're right. Hmm. If they did it, it would be on the YouTube. Bug assault gunpowder. Get it? Salt. I'm just seeing it's if it's a pun, dog. Anyone has actually done it? They're God. All right. Well, nothing about gunpowder. Thank goodness. There's <clears throat> there's some the, the image and video stuff is weird. The bug assault on steroids. Whoa. Does it have like huge biceps? Let's. What the hell am I looking at? No, never mind. I'm leaving this alone. Uh, Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Seth. Uh, TFCon coming up next. So after this episode, get ready for some TFCon podcasting for 2018 in Toronto. Uh, And if you're going to the show and you hear this before you're at the show, please come and say hello. Come by the podcast panel or come by Sunday for any of my panels. We're doing the collaborative tour review. We're doing uh, Why Do We Enjoy the Toy Part 2. Uh, there's also podcast panel Friday before opening ceremonies and a podcast panel end of day Sunday. That's the schedule. And so until then, everybody, please stay safe and t- and don't buy don't don't shoot yourself in the face with a sock uh, a bug assault fly killing tool full of salt that'll shoot you in the face full of salt. That's not a good that's not a good look. Don't do it. This video has like the worst like YouTube clickbait name and thumbnail. It says this toy shotgun will surprise you. And the thumbnail is a picture of a bug assault with a red arrow and a question mark pointing at it. <laughs> it's a giant question mark that kills me. Uh, bye bye. Yes. <laughs>
f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.